Today's episode of Joystick and Mouse is brought to you by Secret Lab, the absolute best office and gaming chairs you could possibly hope for. I personally have a Secret Lab chair that I use every single day, and I can safely say that my back and my posture thank me for it. It's top quality engineering and design make this a must-have for any gamer out there who wants to sit comfortably and safely. You can check out the amazing lineup of high-quality gaming chairs and desks by heading over to secretlab.joystickandmouse.com. Again, that's secretlab.joystickandmouse.com. Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse, video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the Gaming Community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Howdy, folks. And in uh, J-Dime's place today, because he is off on academic adventures, it is Rishi B. Hello, Rishi. Hello. Thank you very much for having me, Alex and Diddy. So happy to have you. You've got more uh, star-studded uh, cast of ANTP alumni here. I know. No, no. Calm down, everybody. I No, 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 no. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. It is the Rishi B. Um, Rishi is a fellow. Uh, what, what was our name? The uh, not culinary podcasters. The podcasters. I had culinary yes. capers in my head. Uh, the podcasters and Rishi and I uh, were in season one together, and he is also a fellow podcaster and um, fellow dad. You've heard him on the Dad Chronicle. So happy to have you here, my man. Thank you very much. Very Let's cool. talk some video games. He's also yeah. fellow hashtag not bitter. Yeah, he yeah, is exactly along with Diddy, one of the most bitter exits I've ever experienced on <laughs> Oh man. As somebody yep. that talks to every single person that gets kicked off of that show. Uh that was a that was a lot of fun. It's always fun. It's a good time. Yep. And you know what else is a good time? The stories that we're gonna talk about today, friends. It appears Blizzard has gone full TMNT about the lawsuit and, and you know, like the shredder reference you get it. Diddy thought that was funny, so you know. I thought uh, it was funny. Pinky wonders what China is up to because Pinky and the brain, you know, that whole thing. Is it getting toxic in here or are we just a little more salty now that we have uh, the two saltiest people from ANTP in here? Uh, what does cloud gaming hold for us on this episode of Joystick and Mouse? Friends, let's uh, let's talk about what's going on in our lives before we really jump into things. Um, first of all, I want to tell everybody at home that I have this entire week off. I'm really excited. Why? Because I just needed a freaking break, guys. No, I just ended up actually taking this week off because we have unlimited PTO at work where I work. And I ended up just saying, you know, I just want to take a little bit of time. That's all. There we go. Now people can hear us. Can't complain with that. I wanted to take a little bit of time yeah. because, well, frankly, I have like a lot of stuff to do at the house. So we got um, a new shed built in the backyard. I have to clean out my garage and move stuff back there. And then we're going, we're taking one of my best friends on his bachelor party trip up to Atlantic ah, cool. City, which is going to be a complete Ooh. shit show. Uh, so that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what, what goes, Atlantic City, what could go wrong? Um, so yeah, getting a bunch of stuff stuff done this week, as well as getting some other projects and other stuff done. I'm working on a wedding video and stuff for them that they've got going on. So oh. it was just it's like a nice. I'm gonna step away from work and just kind of just be at home, do focus on some other things that need to get done. And, and it's pretty cool. The place I work for has is pretty, you know, lenient about that sort of thing. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about that. Um, 
That sounds Did, good. Diddy, uh, you don't don't know how much you miss something till it's gone. Uh, I know exactly how that feels, having just gotten a vasectomy. But what do you mean? So, uh, like I just said, um, like I wrote in there, you don't know how miss, much you miss something till it's gone. And we spent about a month without a dishwasher. Uh, oh my gosh, you were gone without a dishwasher for that long? Yeah, and then this week, Wednesday, our new dishwasher got put in. Oh my God, <laughs> I cannot imagine how much I missed having a dishwasher. Just a huge <laughs> difference, huh? Just, just, man, I... I mean, we, I don't know using, about you. I got to the point where I was using paper plates. So <laughs> to do the well, Rishi, as as a fellow uh, father of a very young child, uh, yeah. we have our kids were born around the same time. You're you're young. Well, you're you're only in my youngest. And um, I don't know about you. I go through the dishwasher. We, we like run at least like two or three times a day. Oh, man. Dishwasher. Oh, really? for yeah. sure. Our, ours gets run once a day. Yeah. Um. Although this one, this one's freaking huge. I, I don't know what they, what magic they did here, but this thing holds. Uh, it, we've had it since last Wednesday, and I think we've run it twice. So, wow, amazing, pretty nice. sweet, dude, pretty sweet. Um, Although tonight it got filled up. We may be oh oh. So my wife, my, <laughs> my wife makes um, beef and barley soup in the mm -hmm. instant pot. Oh my god, it's so good. Why does good. that sound like I've never had beef and barley stew, but why does that sound like something straight out of like soup? Like the yeah, like Bilbo the... Baggins. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Like like Frodo Baggins so makes that. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. So good. Sounds I, I hear you. I hear you on that though, Diddy. Um it's not quite the same level, but uh, our microwave broke uh, a few weeks ago. Oh. And uh, it took a few days we got a spare microwave that uh came in courtesy my in-laws shout out to my in-laws who aren't hearing to this but you don't know that <laughs> they do. yeah. they're, they're, total, they're totally listening the, yeah world famous here but yeah no without the washer holy cow i don't know what i would do the it, without without modern day appliances parenting would be like exponentially harder because think about it you run your your washing machine like i'm thinking about all the things that i use every single day my washing machine, my stovetop, my uh, like th I'm talking about clothes washing machine, and let's let's mm -hmm. also add a dryer to that stovetop, um, dishwasher, freaking kitchen, you know everything in the kitchen basically is is. Ugh, God, could you imagine? Oh my God, we would I suck can't. if we were if we were uh, back in that episode that we were talking about, you know, Game of Thrones and health in the Middle Ages, Rishi. Right. Right. Yeah. If we had kids back then, first of all, our kids probably wouldn't have survived childbirth. To be <laughs> neither would right. our wives. Yeah. Um, neither would we. Yeah. No, we would actually. We're well past the age of staying alive here. Uh, <laughs> I'm crazy. well past. Just crazy. Yeah. Diddy. Diddy's already been born like three more times. Yeah. Diddy becomes a wizard by by this time. At Diddy, that yeah. age. Diddy's like Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf to our Frodo. Uh, let's uh, let's hear from you, Rishi. Why can't you stop uh, thinking about Zelda? Yeah, so um, I'm just thinking a lot about like old school video games such as Zelda. Also thinking a lot about uh, the Secret of Monkey Island. Do you guys remember that game? Uh, oh, I, that game. I think it was yeah, the first game, game put up by Lucas Studios. And um, 
Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that recently. A, fr a family friend of mine, he just moved recently to Ann Arbor. And uh, the one like very vivid, like youngest. Uh, so like our dads and our parents like grew up and everything. And so, you know, I grew up like pretty much just with him as a constant presence in my life. But the one like most solid memory that I have is uh, he, he's uh, some years older than me. And so he was in that sweet spot of the age range that uh, Secret of Monkey Island was geared towards. And if uh, someone's listening who's not familiar, it's like a, um, uh, what do they call those, like text dialogue games where the whole game is like driven by like your word choices. Right. And, you know, up to that point, my entire video game experience was basically Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3. And uh, so something like so creative like that just completely blew my brain open. But um, I had to watch my friend, my family friend, play the game because he would never let me play it. <laughs> so that's like the one memory I have is just sitting there and he wouldn't let me play Secret of Monkey Island. But I would just be fascinated by like how this game was driven by like text dialogue choices. It just seemed like so cool. It was it's such a good game. That's a game I still haven't beaten to this day. Um, I bought it like twice and I still need to go back and like I've gotten off like you know how you like get your crew together at the very beginning that, that's how far yeah. I've gotten. Oh okay. It's like not very very far. Um, not very far. No, no. But it's so good that the dialogue and everything is good. Um yeah. do you do you want to talk about the experience of of you know the the scariness of Zelda or yeah, sure. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought that was so pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, amongst the old school video games I've been thinking about is also The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. And uh, for all my fellow uh, Zelda nerds out there, um, that was the one that that was the first Legend of Zelda game really that um, just completely blew my pants open. And um, blew your that, pants. That's a phrase, open. I think. That's a phrase. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a phrase for sure. <laughs> but um, the one that was always like. The, the one temple, because there's like the water temple, fire temple, etc., etc., but there's a shadow temple. It's all scary and dark and stuff. And there's a creature in that there's like a mummy. I think uh, I think we were looking this up, but it was yeah, called a, like a redead. A redead, yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing, guys, is you have to like get through the temple, but don't look the redead in the eyes or else it's going to freeze you with its mummy stare. And it makes this sound that's like sounds like a shriek. Yeah, hold on. I it's think I found crazy. it. Oh, nice. Yeah, those things. Is this it? Hold on. Wait. Grammarly oh, can help the, you write quickly and confidently. Grammarly. Hold on. So you... Hold on this. Hold on. Yes. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrifying. And I woke up one day with that sound. <laughs> it was the first thing I woke up to is hearing that sound. I'm like, what does this mean about my life that I'm them, hearing like, this in my head? They like they kill you by like humping your neck to death, the, the back of your neck to death. That's terrible. Yeah, that's how they reproduce. What a, what a way to go! Um, I loved uh, I loved Ocarina of Time. By the way, Ocarina yeah. of Time it's, was a great game. It, it 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 is like a timeless Zelda game. It was I, so different. It so was different. really really different. A lot of the gameplay was different. A lot of the uh, the way they uh, implemented things was 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 very innovative. Right. So cool. It was so cool. The whole but... like jumping through time thing, and then like mm -hmm. how the yeah. earlier version impacts the later version, and then they yeah. mix it in. Yeah, for sure. What a good game! What a good game! Yeah. Uh, the Redeads sucked though. Those guys were terrible. Those uh, guys. Stop pumping our necks. Stop pumping our necks. Okay? I've been saying it for years. 
Wait a minute, Stop let it. me write the, let me let me write the title of the episode down. Stop. <laughs> uh we uh we do have some uh blizzard updates to talk about in our news segment um so we're going to jump into that before we do i want to remind everybody at home that if you'd like to support this show you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash joystick and mouse uh even one dollar a month helps us tremendously in the operational costs for this show uh if you do that by the end of the month uh, by the end of August, we are sending handwritten notes to uh, anybody who signs up as a patron um, at the $5 a month mark or more, as well as sending you an exclusive sticker for uh, signing up early. So, again, head over to patreon.com slash joystickandmouse. And also, if you want to check out some of the merch that we have, uh, you can head to shop.joystickandmouse.com. And with that out of the way, let's jump into the news, which I definitely have the sound effect ready. Yes, I do. Here we go. It's time for the news. Ah, uh, Blizzard. All right, here's what you don't do when someone uh, sues you. You don't destroy the evidence and then deny that you destroyed the evidence uh, because the state of California amended their lawsuit against Blizzard this week by saying that uh, that is exactly what they did. It's kind of effed up. Uh, so as you know, and we've been talking about relentlessly on this show, there's been a lot of turmoil over at uh, Activision Blizzard King with allegations of of sexual misconduct and racism within the company that frat boy culture uh all the issues with that executive fran townsend and uh, on top of all that in an update to its anti-discrimination lawsuit against activision blizzard the state the california department of fair uh employment and housing has accused the video game conglomerate of shredding evidence related to the investigation and according to axios the DFEH said Activision Blizzard has engaged in activity that made it non-compliant with the investigation. The DFEH called the company's human resource personnel, um, I'm sorry, called out the company's HR personnel for tearing up documentation, which it says violates Activision Blizzard's legal obligation to retain pertinent information. Uh, let's see. Um, the, the spokesperson also sent over a broader, more comprehensive statement tackling the entirety of the DFEH's lawsuit. In the statement from Activision Blizzard, it says it has compiled, I'm sorry, complied with every proper request to not only aid the agency's investigation, but also to implement reforms to ensure our workplaces are welcome and safe for every employee. And they sent out this entire statement, which is up here on the screen for everybody watching at twitch.tv slash Alex Albisu. They're talking about several high personnel changes. And we've seen that with the, uh, you know, every, people from the Diablo team and World of Warcraft teams like leaving. And um, we've had more. Of that. I'm sure there's going to be more of that happening. Revamped hiring, greater transparency on pay equity, expanded, improved training and investigation, ca investigative capabilities for HR. Uh, which I don't completely trust, but that's fine. Created investigation teams outside of the business units to support greater independence, and the list kind of goes on. So, uh, including non, you know, like complete zero tolerance approach for harassment and some of that. So, as we committed to uh, over the past several episodes, talking about what's going on with Blizzard. Uh, we wanted to keep you apprised as to kind of what's going on. There's going to be more uh, news, I'm sure, kind of coming out of, uh, around this as things progress with this lawsuit. Uh, we will continue to bring that forward. Do you guys have any initial thoughts on this first story? Diddy, why don't we start with you? Uh, Blizzard. 
Um, does does it seem to anybody else that that HR seems to be really effed up at Blizzard? Yeah, I, I mean, really, the the HR department is just horrendous. I've actually read a couple of other stories this weekend about, or this week, about how bad it was. Or so, so what? What state of California really did was expand the lawsuit to include non-employees that work for Blizzard, contract workers, that type of people, um, people that aren't actually employees but still work for Blizzard. Um. So apparently Blizzard just said, nope, nobody worked here and started shredding the, the documentation. Um, I, guys, come on. It, it's just, they have got to get their shit together. It's it just, it's going to get ugly over there. But I'll tell you what, it's one thing to have a bad work environment. You can, you, you can get in trouble for that. It'll cost you lots of money. You start shredding evidence. People go to jail for that. Yes, that's my that's thing. That's not. That's not. That's that's a different level, right there. And I think that goes to how prevalent it was, and who was involved, and how deep of doo doo Blizzard is in right now. Right. It's like what what could have possibly been so bad that you're going to go to that length. Yeah, who's gonna go to jail <laughs> and then you're yeah, like right. and and by no means do i want to speculate on that because this is like active investigation the last thing you want to do is, is put some weird juju out there but i i uh that's the first thing that came to mind for me rishi do you have any thoughts yeah you know i wouldn't be surprised uh i think you're sort of saying this at the top diddy that um that like you would be su more surprised if more stuff like this kind of comes out you know and um one thing that I was kind of thinking about, I, I don't know if you guys have seen that there's like this documentary about the WeWork company and uh, also the um, Theranos company with that Elizabeth Holmes uh, person. It was like, a, it was supposed to be like a do it all in one sort of blood test thing. But uh, in, in all of these stories, there's sort of like a person who becomes like sort of like a savior Sort of like hero person that becomes like very well celebrated uh, amongst like the amongst like the silicon valley like uh society and uh, one thing i can't help thinking about is like how some people might think like oh they would never be a part of something like that if they were to come across something like that but like i think there is kind of a high that comes off of like that comes from being a part of something that seems to be just like skyrocketing and I think a lot of people might be surprised, like, you know, they just find themselves doing whatever they can to hang on to this and being a winner. And there's like an in-group. And then if you're not in the in-group, you're basically a loser. And I, I yeah. kind of feel like there's a lot of stuff that's going to come out like this for just people who are just trying to feed the beast in a way, you know, to keep that winning going. Yeah, they regardless have no of idea. Who loses. Right. It's yeah, like yeah. They have no, they, they're seeing everything with rose colored glasses and they're not taking into consideration what's actually happening kind of at that micro level with. Uh, with I think that's issues. absolutely a part of it. I think uh, people at Blizzard, people that were there during that time, absolutely put up with it and looked the other way because it was Blizzard and you right. were working at the company where if it was on your resume, you could pretty much just 
not there because they didn't pay people shit. But you know, um, <laughs> you know, if it said Blizzard on your on your resume, you could pretty much go anywhere, anywhere, do anything that you wanted to after that. Right. Right. Yeah. Pretty 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 amazing. So. Uh, as things continue to evolve around this lawsuit, because Blizzard is a, uh, a focal point in our uh, gaming lives, playing World of Warcraft and some others, um, we'll be keeping an eye on this and be reporting it here on Joystick and Mouse. So make sure that you are subscribed and following joystickandmouse.com. Um, our next uh, topic is, uh, did, uh, Rishi, you're going to cue this one up. Yeah, so in this week's example of lawmakers don't understand video games at all, if you live in China and are under the age of 18, you can play. You can only play up to three hours of video games a week. Uh, so this this topic kind of stems from two articles. China cuts amount of time minors can spend playing online video games. So if you're under 18, you'll only be allowed to play online games for one hour on Fridays, weekends, and holidays. And uh, this is this is an interesting story because. It's stemming from an action that the Chinese government has decided that um, they're they're going to curb what they're describing as youth video game addiction. Uh, I'm just getting flashes of like the the war on drugs <laughs> from uh, here. But anyways, youth video game addiction. Uh, the rules published by China's National Press and Publication Administration said users under the age of 18 would be able to play games only from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. local time on those days, which again is uh, Fridays, weekends, and holidays, which essentially amounts to three hours of video gaming a week. Uh, and um, yeah, you know, I, just reading through this, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, um, oh, shoot, and I forgot to look this up before, but, you know, there's like a minority population of um muslim chinese people that the chinese government has been getting um sort of criticism by not really they're trying to like suppress that population it's like a very small population but they do like lots of like crazy things to suppress these uh muslim chinese population wow and uh they've been getting a lot of criticism for humanitarian stuff and everything and there is a whole thing about like tiktok videos chinese like streamers because just like what we're seeing in these stories here about video games are uh, are, are like a drug and they're addicting, um, those videos were suppressed and you couldn't criticize the government. So then these like streamers would say, oh, this is a fashion video. But then the fashion video would end up being a criticism of the <laughs> Chinese government. And I kind of wonder if, because I saw a line in one of the articles that... Uh, like they were doing all these rules before all this, but young children were like circumventing all these like rules by using like adult IDs to get more like video game time and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sure that like on the on the chats and stuff like that, there were probably a lot of kids were like criticizing the Chinese government or maybe that thing or maybe other stuff as well. And um, this is probably just another action of the Chinese government trying to control the messaging and not trying to have any dissent, you know, from within their population. And now the video I, games are yeah. taking a hit. I think that I think that this is definitely it could be. I mean, you hear about a lot of the the pressure that the Chinese government puts on its people with 
censorship around certain things. I mean, they get mad when they reference their leader looking like Winnie the Pooh. Like, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's obviously something going on. Um, there's that. And then there's also the other side of this, too, where they're claiming that they're, they're claiming it's tied to it being bad for kids. When we've talked about on this show how many times, you know, like, I mean, did we? This was like something that we yeah. used to bring up all the time. It's like kids, it's the violence issue. It's the time spent playing video games. Now, don't get me wrong, like, video game addiction is a thing, but to put a blanket statement that it is a problem amongst an entire generation, I think is extremely irresponsible to the potential good things that gaming and the social aspects the the developmental aspects for the brain like there's a lot of goodness that gaming can bring as well to kids and to, to bring that down to a couple hours a few hours a week you know on average is kind of wild to me um if i were a kid uh, you know i just remember being a kid playing video games play more than that <laughs> and, and i don't know i turned out all right i think uh, deanna might disagree but well. i think that it's <laughs> and rishi so i think that there's um i don't know man it, it's scary I, I i i'm sad to hear it um i don't know diddy what are your thoughts yeah you know, i again this is just a totalitarian government being totalitarian again yeah um you know i i always so i'm gonna gonna um compare this to something else so i guess it's okay if a kid goes out and he plays soccer football for 12 hours a day but it's not okay for a kid to play video games 12 hours a day i mean right. addiction is addiction if you want to have a program to combat addiction i'm fine with that but combat addiction and not video games it's it's not video games it's the addictive personality of some people yeah and moderation is important right like yeah moderation in all things yeah. right i don't think anybody should go out and play football for for 12 hours a day i i also don't think anybody should play video games for 12 hours a day and unless it's me on a saturday and <laughs> and um i need to do all my dailies but <laughs> <laughs> But it's but, in but all seriousness, seriously, yeah. you know, I, I, yeah, this is I, if you want to combat addiction, fine. If you want to say you have to put a disclaimer to say that the violence is not real and I, okay, fine, I can live with that kind of stuff. But this is this is just over the top people not understanding the medium, right? Right. Um, any final thoughts on this before we? move on from that kind of sad subject into another china story china story sorry china no well in that case uh speaking of china i'm pretty sure they are going full brain on the video game industry and trying to take over the world uh well if they own it all maybe they can enforce that three hours a week thing um there's this article from nbc news that that diddy found uh where you know like what's china gaming at and, and they're snatching up a ton of video game studios and there's this was a very interesting article i i thought that there was there were some interesting points being made around like okay like what kind of what's their end game um promoting more cultural norms around um chinese protagonist 
Western villains. I thought there were some really interesting mm-hmm. uh, social pieces to this. But in general, I think that from a from a an industry perspective, there's I think that them gobbling up a bunch of of uh, of companies is certainly one piece to this uh, to this conversation that I think is is important to talk about. Tencent uh, and NetEase have been snapping up sna- stakes in gaming firms beyond China's borders for years with little opposition. So Tencent. Uh, keeps buying the number one game in every niche in North America and Europe, wrote tech investor Rodolfo Rosini on Twitter on in February. This is important because games have cultural influence, and controlling the pr- uh, the present and how reality is portrayed is very powerful. If Tencent were to buy a stake in every leading newspaper and TV company, people would be up in arms, but uh, and there would be political hearings, etc. He added, and instead they play the long game and they are buying next generation's media properties without any competition. So there's part of this is is a conversation around, okay, like what sort of Chinese propaganda are they putting in front of us? And I think that for most critically thinking people, they can, you know, we, we can kind of uh, sift through some of that. That's harder for others. Just looking at some of the issues around the COVID vaccine, <laughs> like critical thinking is an issue. So there's concern around this. Um, so that's one end of this that I think is worth talking about. And I want to I want to bring up here. But the other piece before we talk about that is this conversation around, you know, portraying Chinese protagonists like you look at or, or protagonists of, of Asian descent in general, like Shang-Chi is coming out. I'm seeing it on Thursday. Really excited. And I can't wait to see um an Asian lead in the context of the Marvel MCU. I think that yeah. that is that uh, diversity is great. And uh, we should be seeing more of that in general in gaming outside of games like Yakuza or like w- where it's convenient in a game like Ghost of Tsushima. There should be more of that representation in there that we I think we could all agree on that. Um but I want to return back to the conversation around what this could mean for, you know, perhaps uh, m- more malicious reasons. Do you guys have any any thoughts based on on uh, on on those points? Yeah, uh, just in general, I, I think um, American government is sort of waking up to the fact that it doesn't regulate um, like internet related mediums super well and I, I think we're seeing a lot of that in context of like facebook and uh twitter and all that kind of stuff about like the whole public town hall uh dealio right and um so i, I think i i don't actually think that china's gonna buy everything and then uh we're gonna live in the chinese states of america or something like that eventually <laughs> um the united it, states so of china yeah, exactly. I, I think we're too we're too awake now uh, and seeing China's uh, hands kind of getting all over the place uh, to sort of let anything like that happen. I do, um, you know, there there was this kind of hand wringing about like if if China buys all these gaming companies and they're trying to do this whole like making the Chinese or the Asian uh, representation 
the positive and then the Western being like the negative that maybe there's like something there. Um, there is some hand rigging also because uh, China, you guys probably have seen that they're trying to get into the movie industry and uh, Chinese film watchers that makes a lot of revenue for movies, but Chinese films themselves aren't, aren't that great in general. And, uh, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I remember there was a, there was a few years ago, uh, Chinese film industry did a collaboration with the Bollywood film industry from India and Jackie Chan was in it. And there was this really? like, whole thing. Yeah. So they were I like, oh, Jackie Chan. This. I gotta go I'm find sorry. it. I have to go yeah, find this, whatever it is. It's a it terrible is. movie. I forget the name it of it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot of hand rigging that Jackie Chan, oh man, he's like the pivotal figure who's going to like be the segue into Hollywood. And then no. Jackie Chan's going to star in every movie. Kung Fu Yoga? Yeah, what Kung Fu fuck? Yoga. It's a terrible, terrible okay. movie. Completely but, sucked. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm now it's it just. So, look, we know. Every Asian person does not know martial arts. We we <laughs> we are not that bad. Well, okay. Well, most of us are not that bad. All right. M most of us are are aware enough to know that you know all Asian people were not samurais. All you know, we know it, it's it's a cultural stereotype. Yes, because that was part of their history, right? But we know that that's not the case today. China is a modern country with, you know, the same same modern technology that we have, you know, that that's present in the Western Western world too. I I, I don't know that that video games themselves are going to change the narrative of what the um what the the uh the portrayal um, or aspect perception, yeah, perception, perception yeah. of china is i tell you what will change the perception of what china is though limiting your people your kids to only playing three hours of video games a week right well is what's going to change the perception so i don't i do worry about any one company that garners too much of any one industry um you know like time warner was broken up for a work for a reason right because they controlled they controlled the the production and the distribution and the um you know and, and the the uh, making of of entertainment so i i worry about any one company owning all the things um mostly because i want the competition and diversity that goes along with having multiple people doing something i don't want it to set into one mindset sure yeah yeah well uh yeah we're not that bad we're not that bad are we are we know, that man. bad dude i have i have I mean, I don't want to say I have very little faith in people because every every once in a while I get like a little a little reminder of what humanity is capable of, but then it also gets flipped on its head. Uh, so you know, uh, just keep an eye out for that. You know, uh, watch just out for, remember, for for China taking over the gaming for world. That's every all. bad thing that you hear about out there, there are a 
hundred good things. Amen, yep. brother. I believe that, that nobody 100%. ever talks about nobody because it's the good things, right? Yeah. It's not sexy, yeah. bro. You got it's, uh, it's, scary bad stuff happening. Yeah, it's not sensational sexy. to talk about the good things. It's yeah. sensational to talk about the bad things. But... Doom scrolling, right? There's Doom no uh, bless yeah. scrolling or something. <laughs> no, we should make that a thing. No, hashtag. We hashtag should make that a thing. Blessed. blessed. Uh, bless scrolling. Yeah, love that. Love that. Um, finally, we have a, a a video game story from you, Diddy. Go ahead. Oh, come on. Uh, so. I had an interaction this week. Um, I ran a pug in World of Warcraft. And Why? I know. Oh, sorry, I guess we'll get into that. And that interaction was less than pleasant. But it got me thinking. Um, and, um, and then this story, I saw this story this week, and I decided to bring it up on the show. Um, the question is, what is the most toxic game community in video games today? Now, I found this story. This story is fascinating. And when the episode comes out, I would recommend everybody go read this because they broke this down into the different kinds of harassment that you can get in game. Mm -hmm. um, there are the ones, you know, they, into hate, aggravation, cheating, harassment, disruption, all the different extremism was the last one. Yeah, all the different things that can happen in a game. Um, mine was just somebody being a douche and we were running a dungeon and it was, you know, blame the hunter for everything. Uh, oh, that's fair. But, uh, which is fair, but it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me, but it was, you know, but it was my fault because... Um, but anyways, um, but that's what got me got me going on and I, and I started looking at this this uh article when it crossed this week i was like you know what i gotta bring that up um this is fascinating this article is fascinating about breaking down the different types of toxicity <laughs> that involve that that exists in video games um i don't think it's any actually i was a little surprised at what the number one number one game community was but me too um, I know it's. Well, I knew it was bad, but I didn't know that it was that bad. <laughs> I, I, I was actually surprised at at the ranking, which we'll we'll talk about here in a second. Um, you know, I think th this this hit home for me because as as a gamer, longtime gamer, playing a multitude of different games from shooters, MMOs, um, you know, racing games, fighting games, like a lot of different genres. Um, the multiplayer aspects of them have always been kind of hit or miss for me in my own enjoyment of the experience. I found that as I've gotten older, I have less tolerance for putting up with bullshit. And that's why we have this community that we've built. Um, yep. And like the filthy casual community is great. And uh, the, if you wanted to join, um, you can do that. Just exclamation point discord in the chat. But we have a great group of people, like-minded people, and I'm I'm very good about like like fucking purge people if they're if they're bad. Uh, that said, you know it it sucks that you have to even take those steps in the first place because you have people out there for whatever reason get enjoyment of you know hateful abusive comments or behavior in in gaming communities. Um, 
and this this could be within a community specifically like my community for instance like within like discord and the one that we have here at joystick and mouse um we have but you know it could be even broader more macro than that let's take world of warcraft for instance you talked about it great you know like a great example of that diddy which is what big reason why i hate running pugs pug stands for pickup group by the way if you've never uh heard that term before that means that you're with a bunch of random people and you have no idea what their motives are or their temperament or anything like that every once in a while pretty much majority of the time depending if you're playing world of warcraft or not uh you end up getting that one you know uh, neck beard who's constantly in there just trying to harass and, and be a dick and an elitist uh, around everything if somebody makes a mistake like if Diddy accidentally shot something as the hunter and uh, pulled something uh, that person is going to berate Diddy and call him names and do terrible things that is just not a good way to be and what this article brings up a little bit later on and what I thought might be an interesting conversation for the three of us is the top genres of video games where this is most prevalent did you want to take us through the list uh sure so the um i don't i don't think it's any any you know uh, uh takes a lot of intelligence to figure out that fps's are the worst <laughs> totally um yeah. it's a very aggressive that... gameplay anyway right like it, okay. it makes sense so and even that i i've seen other the single worst community that you can ever possibly play in if you don't believe me download the game and jump into one just for fun is um csgo counter-strike is the worst that it is just you before the game even starts people are just just unbelievable in there they calling each other names it's everything it, yeah, it's call almost like does the same thing it's it's, it's just call of duty call of duty's bad um but csgo just has a special kind of yeah. special kind of thing that goes along with it uh <laughs> battle royales were next um shooter um to tell you, uh, shooters FPSs were sixty-one percent of the the experiences were bad. Uh, battle royales were thirty-five, so almost double. Huge discrepancy. Huge yeah. Almost double. Uh, after that was fighting games. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't. You know, I've played Super Smash Brothers, and I really haven't seen that in that game. But it's weird um, to me. Yeah. Yeah, sports games, uh, definitely have seen it there, especially in FIFA. I don't know what it is about that group of people, but they definitely like to to trash talk. Um, Buttholes to each other? Yeah. Uh, racing games, sandbox games. I, and actually, I've seen this in Minecraft a lot. I'm surprised that Minecraft wasn't a little bit higher. Um, the sandbox games, uh, action adventure, like Assassin's Creed. Puzzle game. I, this one sort of killed me. Puzzle yeah, games. Like, what? Yeah. How are how are you a dick in in <laughs> Candy Crush? <laughs> like if it, was, if it was that Tetris uh, multiplayer game, you know that Battle Royale. But I guess I would go under Battle yeah, Royale. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This was this and, one was weird. Yeah. And then um, um, MMORGs, uh, RPGs, um, MOBAs. I don't know about if I agree with that one either. Uh, 
and then some other uh, home repairs and RPGs were the rest of them. I don't even know what a home repair simulator is. Anybody ever played <laughs> anything called Wrenchworks? Is, is this like where you have? Is this like that lawn mowing mowing simulator that everybody's playing uh, right now? Or like, oh, it's or like, like, no, fuck arm, you, my lawn's better than simulator. you. Rishi, my lawnmower yeah. is is way more decked out than your lawnmower. Oh, I'm going. <laughs> no, yeah, but, so go ahead, go ahead. I looked into the statistics on some of this, and like CSGO is, is definitely the worst. Se a really close second is League of Legends, and I'm like a little surprised right. about that. Yes. Um, That League of Legends is really that bad. Oh, it's terrible it's terrible um, dude i i played i played mobas and a big reason why i don't play a whole lot of mobas anymore including like heroes of the storm and everything is because of the toxic nature of that 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 community brings in uh and league of legends it's not just a league of legends issue it's a riot issue riot being the parent company that you know owns that valorant is just as toxic it's yep. so bad. And that's what blows my mind about this article. And, and, and granted, like, they, they put a little disclaimer there. It should be noted that games that rank lower on this list may be due to the fact that the respondents do not play these game these types of games regularly. Okay. But also, like, you're telling me that, that an MMORPG is less toxic than a sports all, game? Than a fighting all you, game? All you have to do is... is Everybody has heard heard the uh, stories of Baron's chat. Yeah, it's and terrible. I, all you have to do to is in go in and listen to trade chat every once in a while, yeah. and it's just, it's horrendous. Yeah, Rishi, did you ever have any like negative experiences in multiplayer yeah. video games? Yeah, so actually, I was thinking about this when you're saying uh, CS:GO. Um, so, and actually, in the article, they were talking about like how often people just like or like how do they respond to the toxicity and i think it was like 45 percent or so yeah yeah i see it now 43 percent quit or left the game that's kind of my experience my uh um so i i'm not like super into first person shooters anymore and i think a lot of it was because uh the, the two games that i was playing was uh for the uh original wii there was uh man i forget the name of it but there was a james bond game oh yeah and then also, Call of Duty Black Ops. I want to say the first one. Um, but, you know, it's just, like, so random. And then the the um, the James Bond game, that was, like, the first time Nintendo was putting a lot of, like... It still sucked, by the way. But they were, it was the first time they were putting a lot of resources into, like, the online multiplayer play and, like, having everything sync up. And just, like, I don't know, there's just, like, a lot of just, like, people just just being dicks to each other and stuff. And then the Call of Duty, there, I, I still very vividly remember uh, there was a guy who went by the name of Grandpa, and uh, his whole thing was that he would... I think he was trying to spin it in a positive way, but his thing was that he was going to make jokes about his team the entire time. And it was just, like, so annoying. And even with this, like, kind of, like, oh, I'm the Grandpa, kind of a positive spin on the angry player deal um it just still was like so annoying and um so first i like just turned off my chat and then i just like stopped playing it just uh, i don't know it just kind of got tiring after yeah. a while yeah that was diddy by fun. the way it wasn't it wasn't some yeah. random <laughs> diddy was there. Yeah, get yeah. My line. um yeah I, I, and this is this is everything that in game like 
anybody that's played an MM, MMO knows that there's what's called corpse camping, right? So if you're in a PvP situation, um, if there's PvP in the game, you just stay where somebody is, and as soon as they respawn, you kill them again. Yeah. Right? It, everybody's been at it. Um, Ever, EverQuest? Yeah. What was the one before World of Warcraft? EverQuest? EverQuest? Yeah. Is it EverQuest? EverQuest was Lineage famous too. for that. There, there was some of that there, too. Yeah, but EverQuest was the big one, right? Yeah, I mean, it was big in that and, and the other game that you played, uh, the Realm vs. Realm. Um, well, Dark Age of the Camelot. Dark Age of the Camelot, like a lot of games, you could turn it on and off, but you had to be in a specific area for yeah. PvP to pay, take place. And if you didn't go in that area, you couldn't be... A, it didn't happen, right? So right. I, I actually liked the way they did that. Uh, Dark Ages of Camelot did a lot of things really, really well. Um, but, but even in World of Warcraft, like, uh, like I know I've, I've turned on, so you get a, an extra bonus for having war mode on. It helps you level faster. I know that I've had war mode on on a character and gone out to do leveling and had somebody 30 levels above me just kill me for no reason. Yep. I mean, you yeah. know, just running along and you know oh level eight guy i'll kill you for fun and and it's just kind of know what you're getting into yeah yeah and it's and you're right it's not extremely fun um yeah i I don't know especially with the toxic attitude the the taunting and everything else like the language that people use around you know like just being a dick to each other and and it kind of fosters really negative and, and hostile environment um but I think that there's there is there is a lot of interesting stuff in this article. You're right, and for the sake of time, articles, yeah. I, I would and recommend people take a look at this article from Unity. It was it was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, talk about you know how to talk how do game communities affect toxic behavior? There's a lot of like kind of stuff that they really uh, jump into the way people react. Like they quit they quit the game, ignore it, call the player out, in game reporting, etc. And how to actually, like, what to do about it. And I think that a big part of this um, for me is, like, how do you address it? For me, it's build a community of like-minded people, and it takes somebody to kind of start that up. And that's kind of what I took up when I started up a community several years ago. Um, And it's been great. And find other like-minded communities, like the people in the Tadpole and AIE, Mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of like one and the same when you think about a lot of the, the crossover there. And, and this community that we're part of with Joystick and Mouse and all of my shows and everything. So I think that that's yeah, sure. something that, that you take into consideration. You guys have any thoughts on like how to kind of... I, I'll i say this. Uh, having said that, I've spent quite a bit of time in Final Fantasy the last month or so. Um, just looking for a little bit something else to do. And I haven't seen that a whole lot in that community yeah i told you man that good community. community seems to be pretty pretty decent um as far as things go yeah uh you can jump in a dungeon and and everybody seems to get along at the end everybody says gg and goes on about their way um i i really have not seen a lot of bad behavior in that game and that's that's a lot to be said for that totally totally any thoughts, Rishi, before we move on? Um, I, it's probably the companies themselves 
need to care, I'm assuming. Um, I'd be interested if, um, is it Square Enix that does the Final Fantasy yeah. uh, game? Yeah. I'd be curious if, um, do you guys remember the, uh, shoot, I was trying to remember the game, but it was like the racing game and you're playing soccer. Do you guys remember that? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Rocket League. Rocket League. I remember, uh, my, I have a group of friends, they're super into it, but I remember they shared an article about like how, because there's an in-game reporting system that uh, the article that Diddy shared talks about. Um, but there was an article that came out that, um, like, if you look at it, they, in some time period, there is zero, like, actions taken upon, like, the people who got reported. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm guessing it's probably just these companies need to care. And I, I'd be curious yeah. if... Uh, and and also, Enix. like, put those tools in front of their people to in front of the players to, like, let them know, hey, this is here. Yeah. We've seen that this has been an issue, you know, because there's moderation and stuff that they do on their own without actually getting anything reported, right? Like, there are certain words that could pop right. up in chat. Where they're like, why did somebody say that word? That's a terrible word. Why would they bring that into chat? Um, and certain things get flagged that way. So, yeah. Uh, why don't we jump? Why don't we do this, Diddy? We got to jump into some full stream ahead. Well, you know what that noise means, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Diddy, what you got for us this week? All right. On this show, we talk a lot about the future of cloud gaming and where it's going and what that means for us as gamers. Uh, this story, though presents a list of trends and futures for cloud gaming and you know we couldn't pass off a good list always top uh, lists so i don't know if anybody has ever heard of datamation before i love this site i'm on here all the freaking time uh there's a reddit subreddit called data is beautiful just an amazing place but anyways um this one passed by and i was like oh that's interesting but they brought up some really, really good points on, on what having cloud gaming will bring to the gaming world. And some of them I hadn't thought about before. And it, oh, and it really was uh, eye-opening. So I figured I would I would bring this one into the show because yeah. it's really good. Yeah. The, um, did you want to talk about the trends or do you want me yeah. to? Yeah, okay. sure. I'll go, I'll, I'll go into them. Um, so... So they talked about the ones that we always talked about. Um, you know, how big will it get? What I, I don't really agree with their first one here. The first one is their subscription-based cloud gaming could become as popular as streaming video services. Oh, I agree hundred percent with that. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I, I mean either. gaming's big. I don't know if it'll ever be as big as the entertainment world itself. Um I think it I think it could be. But I mean, you know, we like entertainment, right? So, and we, and NFL is, I think the NFL is huge, right? Uh, sports themselves in general are huge on TV, but I know that there are a lot of people that don't watch sports on TV. But they'll play um, a video game. But they'll play a video game. I think video games probably are the same way, right? There are a lot of people that play video games, but yeah. not everybody plays them that, you know, would watch a movie or something. Right. I subscribe to a service. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm not too sure about that one. Uh, the second one is that uh, console sales and development may tank thanks to the cloud gaming trend. We've talked about this a thousand agree 100% times. 100% with that. We agree 100% that this may be the last generation 
of full blown um console like physical yeah. like like, uh, like home based probably... premise based is the word that we've been using because it's very yes. on brand yeah yes. although I, I might be getting an xbox from russia i that. know oh, i know um, I, i've been on those um, uh so um i now nah, again i would i'll save them for next week i um uh this one i didn't think about and and i believe this wholeheartedly um online casinos will become more popular yeah this is really interesting yeah. fascinating it's interesting and all you have to do is look at the commercials that are on tv right now all you're seeing all is yeah. online betting yep right uh the the I am Caesar, you are Caesar, we are Caesar. You know, that commercial has been <laughs> everywhere, right? Um, online betting is the biggest thing. Um, it's being legalized in a lot more places now. I see that this is absolutely true. Online casinos are going to be much more popular. And I can definitely see where you're playing with somebody. You're sitting at the, at the card table next to somebody that's playing you know halfway across the world from you I, absolutely i see this one that'd be so cool yeah you guys i yes I, I mean i would say i would say yes and I, I i i think that this is one of those where i've been processing this like all afternoon since i've read this um because i i frankly it, it kind of blew me away like yeah like i didn't think about draft kings and all that sort of stuff anyway yep. like that that kind of counts into this bucket and i know plenty of people that do that and they love it with covid being a thing not wanting to go to a casino uh as i say this about to go to atlantic city wearing a mask and probably not staying there a whole long a long time but like we're gonna be you know like there's something to be said about like just enjoying that environment from your home uh in the right context i think that it's still not the same but you know uh i think that you could still you know, get that fix if you will enjoying some casual gambling at home um my one concern about this is truly the security of it all which i'm sure they will figure out but they're on the same end will it live up to like the the scrutiny and frankly, like how scary it can sometimes be around like internet hackers. Like how do people, how do we ensure that when you're gambling and stuff that, that it's all fair if you're not there in person, right? You don't have the pit boss sitting there and watching. Um, yeah, I think it's, but to, to your earlier point, Diddy, about like, you know, you might think that gaming is a bit more of a niche than would probably justify like subscription services becoming huge. I think this topic of online casinos and the next one, I think uh, appealing to certain niches could really give the cloud service like a huge boost. Totally. Yep. Totally. And then, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was going to say your thoughts on the other two. So so the, the last two are uh, cloud gaming will attract more spectators from the esports world. I think we're seeing that already. We're we're already seeing esports yeah. being broadcast on the SBN. We're seeing it, you know, on on cable. We're seeing it, you know, on Twitch all the time. I this is just a sort of like a no brainer. The last one on the list, though, I found 
fascinating and it's not exactly something I thought about. Adaptive AI will allow for adaptive cloud gaming that matches evolving skill levels. Fascinating. So yeah. That's really this cool. is fascinating and please do this today. Yes. Because how many times have we talked about sitting down and playing a game and we play it on casual, right? But we get to a point in the game where we think it's too casual. And so we turn up the turn it up, right? We turn up the the uh, difficulty. And then we get to the boss and I can't be stupid and right. You know, and I'm handing the controller to to Zach to to to, <laughs> to kill the boss for me, right? Please do this. Make it so like if I don't beat the boss on three tries, make it a little bit easier. Yeah. I think that that's you I know, would love and, to see I it. think this is a great, 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 great use of cloud gaming because that horsepower doesn't have to live on my machine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right, and they, right. they just have to build the All AI that. to develop that innate knowledge of like how do you scale. And, and to that point, it's like if I choose casual, I want it to find that median of my skill level that fits well within what casual means. But it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily mopping the floor with people. I mean, maybe that's what that could mean. But, like, it will be interesting to see how they define, in other words, what does casual mean versus normal versus hard versus epic nightmare, whatever. How, and, and still give us the opportunity to, to make that choice, but give perhaps a level of, like, like a cushion in between, like, where that lives. I that think it needs even even more take a look at my play style and see what i'm doing as i'm playing exactly am i playing a run and gun style am i standing in front of the guy and trading blows you know like a um like a you know a, a, a brutish dude or am i you know stealthing and trying to sneak up on people you know yeah take a look at how i'm playing and adapt the game for that and, or and on on that note adapt the like think about games like phasmophobia where you're hunting ghosts and the ghost can learn more and more about your play style and make it even scarier for you whenever you go you know hunting ghosts like how yeah. how cool could that be you know yeah for sure actually on that point diddy i was thinking about splinter cell because there's like uh, i don't know how much you guys played that but like you can do like a sneaking way of beating the game, or you can mm -hmm. be a little bit more confrontational and right. approach all like the bad guys. So the game could kind of change depending on how you were playing. Yeah, yeah that's really I, I cool. was specifically thinking Hitman because you can play it either way, right? You can either go in and just draw both guns and, right, and right. have at people, or you can try to sneak around and try to take them out. Yeah. Um, yeah, figure out how I'm playing and then, uh, and then you know adapt the game for for that play style yeah yeah super interesting uh news articles today gentlemen uh if you would like to write in and let us know your thoughts on what we talked about today you can email joystickmouse at gmail.com rishi brought a game with him today so why don't we jump into that yes and the reviews were so mixed they I'm were surprised rishi what are you talking about today so this is a game that I stumbled upon called Kentucky Route Zero. Do you guys say route or route? Route uh, zero, route zero. Either, um, 
my wife's Canadian, so it's root. Yeah. Root. Um, but right. if I was saying it from Pennsylvania, it's route. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a pro-Canadian show. We're trying to get that market. Right. So let's say Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, get that hot Canadian gaming market. Um, but uh, this is a game. So I've been. Um, so uh, Alex kind of mentioned I, I have a daughter, eight, eight months old. So I don't really have a lot of time to invest in uh, complicated story adventure games. I need kind of like pick up and go. And so on that, I've been playing a lot of uh, point and click games lately, which has kind of led me to Annapurna interactive games. They do a lot of this kind of stuff with uh, the remains of what remains of Edith Finch. Uh, I love that and, game. Yeah. The, good game. Yeah. Such a great game. Gora Goa was another one that uh, captured a lot of my time. But uh, this one's a more recent one. It's actually from this developer called uh, Cardboard Computer. Um, and I was reading about this game a little bit. So this is like kind of like a dream game from uh, these two guys who just wanted to have like as complex of a story in a game as possible. And, uh, and it also have like multiple routes so you, to increase the replayability. And they kind of did this. It took them about 10 years to like basically do like all the script for the game and uh, Annapurna Interactive kind of helped them with the developing the game part of it. But um, it's a really cool game. Uh, kind of the less you know about it, the better, actually. Um, and essentially you play it, it just as like kind of like a like what is the game uh, for anyone who's watched the show Twin Peaks? The best way that I could talk about it is that it's like you took Twin Peaks and made it into a video game. But uh, if you haven't played that, um, you might have played the game The Secret of Monkey Island. And so uh, a video game way of talking about it is you take Secret of Monkey Island and introduce it to Woodstock 69. <laughs> <laughs> and it just completely trip out Secret of Monkey Island and just make a super trippy game. Uh, it's still like kind of point and click, uh, text dialogue driven. So you, you're, you're, your hero is a guy named uh, Conway and he's a truck driver and he's trying to make his last delivery and um, he has to take Kentucky route route zero and it turns out it's like this imaginary road and uh, it, it's just a really cool game it, it has like five acts and they're all each act is sort of driven by the choices that you make in conversations that you have with uh, characters along the way uh, super interesting game and uh yeah the less you know about it the better i i think um uh, hopefully you're inspired by what i just gave yeah. you there it's it's very um just like keeps you really hooked and uh, you find yourself surprised and like actually caring about the story uh such a cool game the art is incredibly compelling um yeah i i really like games like this where it really makes you think about what you're experiencing kind of that broader message but, you know, like we talked about aesthetics and art in the episode where Audie was was here, that was th this is a game very much up my road from like an aesthetic point of view. I like the like it, it just a little blocky at times. Yeah, it's old, you know. Yeah, it's a really surprising. It's kind of simple, actually. They do a lot of shadows. Yes. Um, but it's like very like they give you just enough light to see that they there's there's one level where um, you're in a museum and you're actually playing as 
uh, museum camera security guys who are talking about the main hero that you were playing as. Uh, oh, cool. So you see yourself, uh, the main hero, kind of walking around the museum, but then the choices you're making is the conversation between the camera security guys who are watching you play. It's like a su super cool. Um, yeah. And, and lots of shadows and that kind of stuff. The art is like really great, like you're saying, yeah. but it's also very simple. So, so hey, simple. Yeah. yeah, minimalist. You had me at Twin Peaks. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you guys know about Twin Peaks? You guys aren't old enough for Twin Peaks. Uh, I know yeah. Twin Peaks. I never watched it. It's the cool thing about old stuff, man. They live on in infamy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, online. Just, the Twin Peaks was one of those great shows got canceled way too soon. Um, yeah. It was a little bit before its time. Right, it right. It was a fantastic show. Yep. And this is a fantastic game. It's that same thing of just hoaxy folksy kind of like mm -hmm. characters but then like there's something super dark too dark and sinister in the background i love that i love it i love it uh so what would you get a, give it out of like 10 what would you give it i would give it an exact score of 7.689 7.689 there you got it yep. folks we add it to the ever-growing list of games that we review here on joystick and mouse uh welcome uh to to that list uh this this game here again it was called what was it kentucky route zero kentucky route zero yeah there you go all right rishi job well done today uh that is a show as we do let's go ahead and clap it out friends uh you know rishi i want to give folks an opportunity if they don't know you or or know anything that you're working on uh why don't you pimp your stuff Yes. Uh, so hello, folks. My name is Rishi B. I've just been talking for a while. And uh, my podcast is Healthy Schmelty, the public health podcast helping you sort through the healthcare news so you can figure out what's healthy and what's schmelty. You don't want schmelty when you're going for your healthy. Right, guys? Of course. Come on. Get out of here. Get, so, get out uh, of here. No, you. You get out of here. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, so Healthy Schmelty. Alex has been a previous guest. Uh, Diddy has been a previous guest. Um, check it out. I'm sorting my way through the COVID pandemic right now. I'm also trying to get away from the COVID pandemic. Actually, the COVID pandemic has exposed a lot of like other stuff going on in the healthcare system. So I'm trying to kind of uh, talk a little bit more about what else has been going on. Talking about some uh, good stuff that, um, you know, the doom scrolling of uh, COVID news kind of hides away that the healthcare stip system is making these leaps and bounds so uh please check it out healthy schmelty at a podcatcher nearest you or at rishibi.com very good and how about social media anything anywhere people can find you? and uh please find me rishibi on twitter or rishibi on instagram or the healthy schmelty facebook page get out of here and go find it go find it uh well you did a great job today thanks for being here and for everybody serious? at home if you would like to support what we're doing here, again, you can become a patron over at patreon.com slash joystick and mouse for uh, everybody in the month of August. If you sign up, we will send you a, uh, a card and an exclusive sticker and everything. Um, and uh, as we're kicking off our Patreon, uh, it's a great way to support us. Even $1 a month helps. If you'd like to buy any merch, shop.joystickandmouse.com. You can get some sweet T-shirts and some other stuff there. And uh, all of our contact information is over at joystickandmouse.com where you can find like where we stream, like what time we stream, all of our personal like socials, all that stuff. 
So now we're going to go around the horn and say goodbye. Uh, let's start with you, Diddy. See you later, folks. Rishi. In Bengali, it's Oikata Royla. Love that. And for me, be good to yourselves. Be good to others. So long. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>